Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello kids, it's your auntie Kath. Now, as you probably know by now, you might hear words like in this podcast. Oh, and that's one of my favourites. So, if you've got little ears around, you might want to listen another time. Or if you like, keep playing. They might just learn something. The little b****s. Esteemed deaf pals. Now, it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. <laughs> well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life death-related anecdotes. And a voice was heard to say, Oh no, there's two of the cunts. (laughs) (laughs) For just £2.99 a month, you get all that and every episode completely (sighs) ad-free. The dream. So, as the Grim Reaper says, get on with it and subscribe. Head to where there's a will, there's wake.com for details. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome along to this nauseating nook of the podcast sphere, where there's a sing-along at every corner. Instead of handshakes, you get jazz hands. And if it's not bad enough just watching it, the lazy cunts expect you to join in too. Ah, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, not this again. It's behind you, you <laughs> stupid prick. Welcome to... Where there's a will, there's a wake. As the final curtain falls to the deafening sound of silence, it's time to welcome our guests to this awful auditorium. Now, while some podcasts like to talk about their favourite TV moments, we like to focus on the moment it all ends, (laughs) otherwise known as your death. (laughs) We surveyed 100 people and they were all cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Not this guy, though. He's a bona fide legend. (laughs) It's Les Dennis. Oh, I love that. That's great. I've never heard my name actually sung before. Uh, and I've never been called a cunt on the radio before, but that's fantastic. I don't think we were calling you a cunt, Mr. Dennis. No, no we weren't. We were talking no. about the hundred people that we surveyed. I see. just love the fact that I, Les Dennis, the Julie Andrews of comedy, has now said cunt. Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> it's your company. Oh, mate. It's liberating. Such a great word, isn't it? It's a fantastic Sue word. Sue Pollard's the best at it. Oh, is she? She is. She's brilliant I love old songs. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what a house is called? No, go on. And this is real because I've seen the sign outside the house. The house is called Campus, as in uh, university campus, (laughs) arseholes. Campus arseholes. (laughs) Oh, dear, what a darling. So, Les, it's so wonderful to have you on the show. So good to be here. Thank you very much because also, I mean, you're touring at the moment, aren't you, with the magnificent 42nd Street. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great show. I mean, I do very little. It's a spit and a cough for me. I play Bert Barry, uh, the writer of the show, one Mm. of the writers. And it's a great, I get a number, shuffle off to Buffalo, which is the only time I have to tap dance. The audience will be relieved to know. (laughs) But um, it's it's wonderful watching these, these... Brilliant dancers just tap away. Yes. Uplifting. Really great show. Very uplifting show, which is sort of what's needed at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We'll go to 42ndStreetTour.com for all the info there, listener. And you can find it there. Is there... um, Cheaper tickets available for people? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, the, we 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 do concessions, and and I'm sure there'll be deals. Yeah, great, great. Because that's what especially we need. if you, you go in and say that word that we've said probably yeah. enough. Of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's the passcode. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's passcode <laughs> for cheaper <God>. tickets. Very <laughs> oh, me. So before we. Uh, get into uh, our little podcast yeah. here, the fancy death. We want to know what would be the last meal that you would want to eat. The last... 
Okay. Um, well, I love Italian food. Mm, me too. It's my favourite, and uh-huh. my favourite film is The Godfather. Right. And there's the scene in The Godfather where Clemenza is making pasta, uh-huh. and Michael's on the phone to Kay. Uh, the Don's in hospital, uh-huh. fighting for his Oscar, and, uh, <laughs> and and they're all there. And Clemenza says, "I'm going to show you how to make uh, pasta for twelve men." And he, and he you throw in the tomatoes and the t- uh, and the meatball and the sausages and the wine and 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 when when I watch that scene yeah. I just want to eat that food and I've tried making it myself and uh-huh. it was it was good but I just know that when Clemenza does it it's going to have a different taste so I would love to be mm. in that Corleone home yes with all the gangsters making that pasta with him saying more wine Paulie and drinking wine out of flagons and watching uh, James Caan as he dips his when he dips his is bread in that sauce. I mm. want mm, my mouth waters. Yes, isn't know? it interesting? It's that. a great, great scene. I wonder what ingredient is missing there. Maybe a bit of horse. <laughs> yeah, a bit of horse would be good. <laughs> a bit of horse's head. <laughs> they might have uh, added that in, you yeah. see, to make it a bit more succulent. Um, yeah. So maybe that's what you're missing. Marvelous. So that's, my, that's my meal. Great. My last meal in that house. Be a bit scary though, wouldn't it? Being in there. Well, you know, I know it's my last meal. I've got to go anyway, so that's very <laughs> I'm not true. Not going to be that scared. Am I, I mean, wouldn't that be great if when they made the film, you were just there at the table for some unexplained reason, <laughs> like in amongst all those actors and just eating? You're just dipping a bit of bread <laughs> yeah. in the. Sauce. <laughs> yeah. What's that guy? Yeah. That's Les Dennis. <laughs> you know, he gets everywhere, doesn't he? <laughs> that would be great. Beautiful. So, well, it all sounds very scrumptious, and now we're going to move on to... The Death! <laughs> right. It's cold so, in here, suddenly gone cold yes, in here. Yes, and a little chill up, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So how do you want to peg it? What's the best way, do you think? Well... Um, I've got young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got I've grown up son Philip from uh, my first marriage with Lynn, and yeah. Philip is forty three, and I've got Eleanor and Tom who are fifteen and twelve with Claire, and ever since Tom was little, mm. he's been trying to work out how old he would be when I'm a hundred. Ah. See, so I know I know he has a bit of concern that I'm an older dad, mm. so I want to live. For, to see them grow, I want to. Yes. You know, there was there was a journalist when when Eleanor was born, mm. and I was fifty five years old, who wrote, "If if he's there to walk her up the aisle, I'll give him the money myself," which was a horrible thing to say. Yeah, you know, and I just like, I I, I want to prove him wrong. I don't want Eleanor necessarily to get married. Yeah, but yeah. I want to be there at the age that she. Can so I can tell him to fuck off, that yeah, journalist. Yeah. You know, oh, it's a horrible thing to say. The things they say to oh, you, you know? cheap shots, cheap shots, cheap shots. You so know. I want to go age ninety nine, nice in bed mm. with my family round me. Now that sounds a bit boring. No, um, you know, and but when they're when they're being called, when they're being summoned, they're being told. You know, I think you better get there. Um, I will have had a little burst of energy mm. and I will have set up a karaoke machine. Nice. And a spotlight over the bed, mm-hmm. right? And when they come in into the darkened room, it's suddenly the spotlight hits me and the opening bars, ding, 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 of my way strike up. Nice. And I sit up and I, I haven't got, even though I'm 99, my voice is still strong enough to sing the whole of my way. Yes. And now the end is near and so I face the final curtain right through to, yes, there were times I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew right through to, and did it my way. Peg it. Nice. On that point, right at the crescendo of the song. Beautiful. You've got a great set of pipes there, mate. <laughs> I tell you about all that singing for 42nd Street, you know, <laughs> yeah. singing out to those huge yeah. auditoriums. Well, I used to do my way in my act. I used to do impressions of all people. So, And I was oh, always yes. too young for it. But at 99, I think I, I will have deserved... The, you know, those words. That... I think you're one of the hardest working people in show business, <laughs> Les. Do you know what I mean? And what's interesting about, like, the death, because we've had a few comics in. Right, OK. And um, I think Stuart Lee said uh, a couple of them reference um, dying on stage. You Ooh. know, that's the way to go, dying on yeah. stage. And they'll always reference when Tommy Cooper died on stage and you were I was there. there I was there me and Dustin G yeah. you know you might remember I was in Absolutely. a double act with the brilliant 
Dustin G, who yeah. went too early and who actually collapsed in a theatre. Right. And and yeah. who actually said on the night that Tommy went, that's the way I'd like to go. I'd like to die with my boots on. Wow. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we were there in the wings when Tommy, you know, I mean, and he, he was a funny man, Tommy yes, Cooper. Yes, very and funny. And when he fell, the audience laughed. Yes. We laughed in the wings thinking, what's that? David Bell, the producer, said, is that a joke? And it was Tommy's son who said, no, my dad's got a bad back. He'd never be able to get up from that. Oh, darling. So, you know, um, they just went, cue music, cue commercial break. We thought it would be they'd pull the plug on the show and put a repeat of The Professionals out or something. Yeah. But they said, Jimmy Tarbuck and David Bell on stage said, are you guys ready to go on? We wow. had to go on after the commercial break and work round him because he was behind the big red curtains that he had. Gee whiz. In the show, he was behind those curtains. And, yeah. And we, we went on, yeah. so That must be so strange for you and Dustin, like it was, knowing what was going on. It, and... was, it was crazy. Right. So I don't want to go on stage, but I want... A bit of theatricality yes. in my bed at 99, that's okay. And what do you think the response to your passing will be? Well, you know, I was thinking about this as well. If I'm 99, mm. um, it probably will be, oh, do you remember him? <laughs> you know, unless I keep working like I'm working now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm still, maybe me and Paul Whitehouse uh, will be <laughs> sharing uh, Grandad in Only Fools the Tour. Yes. <laughs> which he's asked me to do. I did I did the, the stage show. We, we swapped. Um, oh, did that. you? I didn't yeah. know that, yeah, Les. We, we, I did Grandad when Paul was out and he said, job share, Les. So maybe we'll be and job sharing. Them. People will still know me. But otherwise, it will be, I think it'll just be a little, you know, Les Dennis, who you Used to host Family Fortunes. I'd like to think I'd make the uh, the BAFTA tribute. Of you know? course you will. Yeah. Well, hang on. Bernard Cribbins and Leslie Phillips didn't. Oh no! And but there's always a big hoo ha. You see, there's yeah. always a big fuss made. Well, that's what I want then. I want the yeah. fuss made when I'm not in it. Oh, when they forget you. When they forget me. And then there'll be then there will be on th Twitter. Then there'll be yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? the Twitter outcry? The Twitter's still going when I'm 99. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There nobody is apart from <laughs> other people on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what about an obituary though? I see a big Liverpool theme in my death and my funeral and stuff because that's where I'm from I'm you know and I still love my city I don't live there but I'm always there yeah um and I I would like it to be in the Liverpool echo the obituary it was always great walking around Liverpool hearing the Liverpool voices going here you go here you go get your echo I heard um, Jonathan Harvey talking about the Royal Court the other day. The Royal yes. Court in Liverpool is—it's a lovely theatre. I thought about having my funeral there, but Jonathan has already had his there. Oh. So, um, but it's the Royal Court. When you do a play there, I've done plays there. Mm. The audience just gets so involved. I was playing this priest in a play called um, uh, Miracle on Great Homer Street, and at the um, at the second half, the audience, it's its kind of dinner theatre. Yes. So they've got their pints and they come down and they've, they've had their dinner and they sit down and they've, they've got their pints. And this bloke was coming back from the bar and I was, as the priest, was in this spotlight, you know, at the front of the stage and he went, sorry, father. <laughs> <laughs> just shouted it out. They just get involved. Yes. You know. So Liverpool theatres are great. Yeah, so. Yes, I um, I, I did, uh, there's a Brendan Behan play called The Queer Fellow. Okay. And, uh, God, I think I, I directed that, must be well, 20 years ago yeah. now. Uh, but we did it, uh, we opened at the Liverpool Playhouse. Isn't it great? And uh, it was fabulous. Yeah. And I have yeah. to say, Liverpool, I mean, it's the only city in the fucking country. <laughs> As I, when I first got there and I was coming out of Lime Street and this bloke, never seen, never met him before in my life. <laughs> You're right, Kath? And I went, hello, mate. And he went, do you need a shag? <laughs> I swear to God. And I went, I, I think I'm all right for the minute. All right. <laughs> That's just... And, I mean, just beautiful. Typical, isn't it? It's yeah. typical. It was great. Yeah. It was great <laughs> to have the offer. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. 
Goddess Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, <laughs> you're biting your nails and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua. Oh, yeah. Now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come on then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing. I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year. Or it could be the triple espresso I necked to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work. Blimey, goddess. Whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom. Of it. You're right. It's no good letting things fester and get out of control, especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now. Ah, oh, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely. It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's Better H-E-L-P dot com slash wake. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, do you have any regrets, Les? Regrets? Um, I called my autobiography Must the Show Go On Mm. because there were times like when Dustin died, I was convinced, I was talked into the next day by producers going on. And, you know, at a time when I should have been grieving, um, I, I, I went on stage... Uh, with Jim Bowen in Dustin's costumes, oh, you know, and did the show with the press, banks of press out there in a point where we were ugly sisters and, you know, and the gag was that I was crying. Of course, they get all the photos yes. of me looking like I'm breaking down. So, you know, and, and I, I I shouldn't have done that. And I've I've harmed my... I think my first marriage fell apart because I didn't take stock. Right. When when my mum died, I went on stage. When my dad died, I was in Bournemouth and didn't know until after. And then I was again convinced to go on stage that night and do the show as a tribute to my dad. So there have been times God. when, you know, um, I've not grieved. And your mental health, we know now, yeah. is so important. Yeah, yeah. But at that time, it was like, Show must go on. Show must go on. That's what they say. Mm. So I have regrets about that. That you know that that um, my my first marriage probably was was affected by my uh, blinkered um, just getting on. I've got to get on. I, I, Dustin's gone now. I've got to get on with my career. And, right. And I didn't. I didn't take stock. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting you saying that. Um, it's very important. Uh, now we know we talk about mental health more. We talk yeah. about death more yeah. because you know in the seventies people people didn't talk about death. Seventies no. and the eighties, and it was sort of and that um, and that horrible sort of greed of the producers. Yes, it's not. Yeah. I mean, they're saying to you as well as a tribute to your dad. Yeah, what a fucking yeah. prick yeah. Yeah. to <laughs> say that to you. Yeah. It's sort of no. He's thinking about his yeah. money. I know. He's not thinking about your dad. And we when it was Dustin's funeral, yeah. we went all the way to York where Dustin had lived. I loved Dustin G. He was, yeah. you know, he was he was my best friend and my comedy partner. And he was such a generous man. He had at a time when it was like Dustin G in big letters and Les Dennis in little letters, he had said that he didn't want that on the post, he wanted it changed and he wanted parity of pay. He gave me half his wages. Wow. You know, and yeah, yeah. and uh, so you know, somebody who I loved we went to his funeral and it was in York and the great and good of show business came to it. We had to, the cast of the Panto, do go to the funeral and then get back for an evening performance, right. which is ridiculous now, yeah, yeah. you know. They could have at least taken the day yeah you know yeah but you know you do these things and and you're in you're in your grief so you don't you're not making the right choices well that's it and also um back in those days as well it was sort of we had less of a voice it was like the press had the voice yeah yeah and so you couldn't really 
sort of defend yourself no, or say I no. don't I don't want to go on and yeah. I, and it would have been seen you would have been seen as weak yeah, actually yeah. wouldn't you babe yeah you know? absolutely when I did me and my girl and I remember I had a bad voice and and they went go off I went I can't and they went you've got an understudy yeah oh oh yeah of course I have so That's then it. you know you, it, it, it even took that long to realize I I can do it. I can, yes. you know, cannot be there. That's it. But also I think back then as well, particularly in the 70s and the 80s, you'd probably be terrified of not getting a gig again. Absolutely. If you didn't do you the would, gig. You would, absolutely. You you know, you, 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 it's feast or famine our business, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And and that's why I take everything. It's like I might not work again, so yeah, take yeah. it, take it. And sometimes I, I take jobs too quickly, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, but you. Well, I mean, I love that you've got such a fantastic attitude to just do what you want. Yeah, do fuck all less. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to God, I mean, I really do as little as possible. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. Just make sure oh, I've got to get the roof fixed this year. Yeah, oh, I better do something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I've re reinvented. Yeah, and it's been a tough thing to do because you, you know, it's like in in this business, you get put in a pigeonhole. Well, that's it. And there's snobbery. There's yeah. sort of oh, well, if you do that, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and it's great that um, you know, and you do have to put the graft in to show. No, I could do other things as well. Yeah, exactly. And like with you, because you were such a household name. Yeah, doing, doing the old one fam- thing. family yeah, yeah. fortunes as yeah. well, which was I think your family fortunes. That was the hate. Day that oh, was like you. the best. That's, that's lovely of you. To and say. everyone's got a favourite family yeah. fortunes <laughs> question and answer. Yeah. And mine was from your era. Was it? <laughs> My favourite is you said we asked a hundred people name something messy to eat with your hands, <laughs> and this person said soup. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved yeah, it. That's so great, much. isn't it? So great. That's great. And well, well I, you know, we get some great answers, you mm. know, to questions. And I think my the weirdest one that I um, ever had was when somebody the question was name something associated with Dracula. Uh, what would you think? Garlic. Yeah, garlic. Top answer. Yeah. Oh, was it? <laughs> Vampires. Vampires. Yeah. The bloke, and he's not even, it's not down the line, so he's running out of answers. He uh. was bang straight in. Bob Monkhouse. <laughs> Bob Monkhouse. <laughs> Bob Monkhouse. And and there was a time when Mac, <laughs> Max Bygraves did did it. And, oh, yes. and there was this lovely little old lady. She's like the lady in The Lady Killers. Oh, and she was terribly, beautiful. terribly posh. And, and he said, a slang word for money. And she went, oh, um, bitch. <laughs> bitch. And he went, slang word for money. And she said, I'm awfully sorry. I thought you said mummy. <laughs> so, so God knows what was going on in her life and her family. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> bitch. That's beautiful. Isn't that great? <laughs> and that's a very good impression of Max Bygrave. Max, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, big money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move on to reincarnation. So okay. would you like to be... Animal, vegetable or So I had this idea that, you know that song, Mike and the Mechanics, um, in the living years? Oh, yes. And he says, you know, my father, <laughs> I wasn't there when my father died, but I think I caught his spirit later that same year. I think I heard his echo in my baby's newborn tears. Nice. Now, I believe that we come back mm. um, in some way in our families because, you you know, you, you get... Told oh you, you when I when I was born my brother Roddy had died um, not long before I was born he was eight months old wow. um, uh, died of pneumonia fifties um, Liverpool and they yeah. you know that he wouldn't die now but he did then and when I came when I was born everybody said. Winnie, you've got him back. You've got you've got Roddy back, which was a big pressure. Of I had to be the good boy yeah, for yeah. my mum because I was living up to this this image of the of Roddy. But I I've got this idea that, and I don't want to come back too soon mm. because I don't want my daughter to be my mum. But I'd like to come back a few generations from now in my own family in the Hesseltine clan. 
Right. So there nice. you go. I'd like to be because then I could. I'm. I'm me. I'm obsessed with myself. Oh, are you? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, you know, enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? You know. I, so I, you know. And if I see, if I see my name, even if I see the word castles, I see castles. You know. I see maples, maples. <laughs> You know, I know, I went past a pub once and I saw a sign that said, come in and warm me cockles. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so, I, Welcome back to the <laughs> 70s, kids. <laughs> I want, I want to, um, <laughs> I want, I want to be able to look up at what, and I want to ask my kids what I was like. Wow. There you go. What, yeah. what, what was your great granddad like? Yeah. Well, we get stories and what I want to hear about me. So you want to come back as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had that one well, before. Well, do you know what? I, I, I don't know. Binary, non-binary, um, girl, boy, I don't mind. Uh-huh. Just, a, just a member of the family. See, that would be nice, wouldn't it, if um, you did come back as a girly. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, um, see everything from a totally yeah. different point of view. Absolutely. So, and now we're going to move on to... <laughs> the Funeral. So, lovely listeners, before we raise a glass at Leslie's funeral, if you find yourself wanting more death-related fun stuff, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we have bonus content from our amazing guests and read through your real-life funeral tales. Um, and they said, and now Margaret's favourite song from Phantom of the Opera and the Breast... <laughs> And it was dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Plus, you get all episodes completely ad free. So, to find out how to subscribe, just go to where there's a will, there's a wake.com. Okay, so back to our fantasy world. Yeah. Lovely Les Dennis. So, what do you want, funeral wise? Well, we've talked about the fact that it's um, I'm steeped in theatre. Yes. You know, so. Uh, I thought, well, shall I have it in a theatre? But then I thought maybe because I came from the clubs mm. um, and I started in the working men's clubs and then I started, as you progress, you go to the, the cabaret clubs, which were amazing. There was Batley Variety Club mm. in uh, Yorkshire, in Batley in Yorkshire, oh. where Louis Armstrong did a week. Wow. Morecambe and Wise did a week. Oh. I, I was always support comic to the likes of Roger Whittaker and the Drifters and, you know, mm. I mean, massive acts. And you always went on at the, at, while they were having their chicken and chips in the chicken in the basket and all that. So you, you went on as a support comic and didn't get, didn't get listened to. You, you had to really fight against right. the, 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 the meeting. Yes. But um, there's a, there was a club in Liverpool called the Shakespeare Theatre Club. Uh-huh. Um, and that was, uh, literally an old Shakespearean theatre, beautiful um, Victorian theatre, and they ch- changed it into a club and they put um, tables and chairs out in the auditorium and then I, I worked it with Tommy Cooper wow. uh, the first time. So I worked with him on the night he died and I worked with him on the night I was married. Wow. I, I, my agent wouldn't give me a <laughs> night off to get married. Jeez. And Lynn and I got married in Liverpool on the on the Wednesday of the week at the Shakespeare with Tommy. Um, and then all my, all my guests came and watched me in the night. So yeah. I would like my funeral to be at the Shakespeare Theatre Club and the host of the uh, of the night then was Pete Price and he's still around. He's still an iconic performer in Liverpool. Yes. In those days, he used to come on in hot pants. Oh, I remember. And he yes. was a, just a joy and a great character and he still is. So I'd like him to host my funeral mm. um, at the Shakespeare it doesn't exist anymore, but we can bring it back. Oh, we'll bring it back we? because I'm sure old Peter would have pegged it long before yeah, you, yeah, mate. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But, um, but, <laughs> so, uh, so what's the coffin going to be like, do you think? I'm going to have um, a glass coffin. Yes. You know, it, that's not... That's okay, isn't it, to have glass? It's oh, yeah, not... you and Katie Price, babe. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I decided that I, I, if I'm going to be on the stage mm. at the Shakespeare, yeah. it's got to be propped up. Yes, you know, and it's got to be in a spotlight. Right, and I the on the when I did the Shakespeare on that wedding day, my wedding suit in the day was a brown velvet suit with a shirt and tie to marry Lynn, and then and I've still got the photo of that night at the Shakespeare. Me and Lynn sat there, and I've got the velvet. Suit, I wore the velvet suit with the frilly shirt. Yes. and a big 
brown bow tie, you know, the big 70s bat, bat-like bow tie. Yeah. Um, so I want to be in that. I, 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 I wouldn't fit in it now, but when I'm 99, I reckon I'd get Oh, yes, yeah, so you'd have lost a little bit of yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, from, just from deterioration. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I will be there um, in, in my 70s garb. Beautiful. And, and why do you want it to be see-through so that everyone can, so everyone can see me? Yeah, if yeah. I'm going to get top of the bill, uh-huh. whereas I always got chicken in the basket time, well, you know, people... Uh, that's true. I don't want mourning and all that stuff. I want people to have a laugh. Yeah. I, I don't want any of that um, uh, stop the clock, stop the clocks oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or that, you know, um, that one that gets me is um, I'm not dead. I've gone into another room. Oh, I'm yeah. Not, I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Fuck I'm dead, off. So I don't want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it. not. You won't go next door and see me. No, no, no. I'm not there. Or if you do, you've gone. Proper it, fright. There you go. I'm on stage and I'm right in front of you. Nice. Ta-da. Don't. Go anywhere, we'll be back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what okay. sort of music do you want at, music. at, at well, your I, funeral? I, I'm going to go for a kind of Mersey beat feel. Of you course. Know, I'd like to be taken uh, on ferry across the Mersey. Um, and it would be Beatles, but particularly the one song when when uh, everybody's coming in would be In My Life. Oh. You know, John Lennon singing yes. that, There Are Places I Remember. Oh, it's one of the most beautiful songs it's ever It's a lovely written, song, I think. yeah. It's yeah. divine. Yeah. It's yeah. so simple. So simple. But yeah. I think it was, um, some of our younger listeners, because we do get people under 50 yeah. who tune in, <laughs> Les, yeah. um, I don't think they realise, because again, like I said, I was born in 64, so I was born the year the Beatles Went hit. big, yeah, yeah. And so I totally grew up mm. with the Beatles. And, uh, I mean, talk about in- inspiring. Yeah, I, I I can't remember where it was, but I, I don't know. I was with some pals, like, a couple of years ago, and we were talking about, um, you know, because nowadays kids travel. They go yeah. on gap years and, you know, just go into the other side of the world. It's sort of, that's what you do. Yeah. Not yeah. a second thought about it. But I think it was really the Beatles going to India, I yeah. remember that sort of being so massive. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sort was, of extraordinary. Yeah, that it was George Harrison, wasn't it? He was of, so influential, wasn't he, George? Oh, he a, just opened up. Like we talked earlier about men's mental health and yeah. stuff, and I really do think George Harrison was responsible for just opening your mind to spirituality. Absolutely, that it doesn't have to be religion. No, exactly. It's not conformed yeah. religion. Yeah. It's about my sweet lord is a beautiful. Song. Oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. And George Martin, George Martin was so influential yes. with them as well. Just brilliant. He was their yeah. producer, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Lovely George. I got Martin. to meet Paul, which I was really thrilled about. And, and I, I met George. Did you? Oh and wow! Paul. Wow! Oh, I met, how amazing! I met. When did you meet Paul? Well, I I went to um, a Kenwood concert, um, and it was um, outdoors. It was the Gypsy Kings, uh-huh. and a mate of mine, Jack, said, um, "Bring uh, bring a drink, but don't bring any food. Bring your blanket." So I took my blanket, and when I got there, there were about twelve blankets, and everybody was looking at me, furious, kind of like. Maybe not twelve blankets, maybe four. But looking at me furious, thinking, who does Le- who the fuck does Les Dennis think he is with all the blankets? You know, he's taking all that room up. Yeah. And and J- my friend Jack said, it's okay, somebody's coming. And across the the crowd with his picnic basket yeah. with Heather Mills at the time came Paul. Amazing. And he sat next to me. He said, seen you on the telly. <laughs> And he was like, oh. I, I was like, I've seen you too. Yeah. And he and he sat next to me and he said, do you want some of Linda's chicken? You know, he, that's why they said, don't bring any food because of yes. vegetarian food. And I sat with Paul McCartney. I told him that I love that. He wrote a song about John. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's, 
I wish you were here. It's it's kind of it's not that I've, I've forgotten the name of the song, but it's a beautiful song and and his love song to John. Uh-huh. And I said I loved it, and he sang it to me. Oh, <laughs> and, was, and then we got up at the end of the evening, and and I was doing harmonies to the Gypsy Kings with Paul McCartney. It was the oh. most magical evening, you know, oh, and it came out of nowhere, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm welling oh. up here. Oh, it was lovely. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. The eulogy. So who's do- doing the eulogy for us, Les? Uh, lovely Mel Gedroyk has oh, done it for me. I love Mel. We love Mel. Oh, she's great. Showbiz Pap. Have you done theatre with Mel? Yeah, we did um, a show called Eurobeat Almost Eurovision, which yes. was a spoof on the uh, the Eurovision Song Contest. We did it um, on tour and we did it in the West End. And we played Boyka and Sergei, <laughs> the, the Sarajevan hosts. Yes, you know, she yes. was like a, a Boyka, a, a, a diva. And I was Sergei, who had a children's TV show called Wake Up With Sergei. <laughs> and, and, we, and we had spoof songs done beautifully. And then in the second half, it's the only um, show I've done where we tell people to keep their phones on because we had them vote. Ah. The audience voted for who they wanted, and yes. then in the second half, they um, we, we would do the voting. And, and I have to say that we were in Milton Keynes one time, and there was a generator being used in the, the field next to us, and it cut our sound and everything out. Yeah. And we had to stop the show. And Mel... Um, I I stood and watched. It was a it was a masterclass. She did twenty minutes. Amazing. Just, uh, in as Boyka, she's a trooper. Yeah, she's she a pro. She's great. Let's have a listen to the eulogy. Leslie Dennis has entered into rest after a full and busy life. Born in Pennsylvania and a soldier during the Korean War, he began his career as a lineman with Southern Bell before giving 35 years of service to AT&T. <laughs> a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he was a keen outdoorsman and um, clearly American. I'm so sorry. I'm on the wrong page. I think that's the wrong... That's the wrong Leslie Dennis. I do apologise. Um, here we go. Here we go. Yes, sorry. Born Leslie Dennis Hesseltine. He lived in the suburb of Speak for a while and attended the Stockton Wood and Joseph Williams Primary Schools before going to Morrison Rose Lane Secondary Modern in Allerton. From 1967, he went to Quarry Bank Comprehensive. We ask you humbly. So my whole Wikipedia life. has given you two pounds worth of knowledge this year. Take a minute oh to God. donate. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, this is the Les Dennis Wikipedia page. I'm having to rely on it quite heavily for this eulogy because um, I actually only met him once. Um, I say met. It was more witnessed um, or saw him from a distance, really. Uh, It was at the opening night of Lionel Blair's one-man dance show about Trotsky, Fox Trotsky with Trotsky um, at the Thorndike Theatre in Leatherhead in 82. Um, yeah, so uh, the theatre. Les, yes. Les is a giant of the theatre. A review here says he literally towers over his fellow performers in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, genius, a one-off, national treasure, one in a million, all words we hear too often, so I'm not going to use them. <laughs> Les, one of Liverpool's most famous sons, of course, uh, they tried to get a Liverpudlian to do this eulogy. Uh, Ringo Starr <laughs> said, What? Leave, leave us alone, will you, kids? I'm having a takey. Um, Claire Sweeney left some rather unfortunate and unnecessary effing and jeffing into the answer machine and Craig the first winner from Big Brother the Scouse Builder said he'd only do it for two grand in cash so it fell to me Uh, so I thought I'd ask the people who knew Les best his wig maker said of Les, <laughs> he had the cleanest scalp this side of the Wirral, never flaky, 
always a joy to pin into. <laughs> the chap doing the recycling outside his house said of Les, <laughs> he was very punctual, always on a Wednesday, never mixed the cardboard and glass, and always washed out his hummus pots. <laughs> I then asked a hundred people if they'd miss Les. 85 teared up and said, he's a legend, we adored him. They were the 85 and over age group. 14 said, is that the guy that did the Mavis Riley impression? And then I'm afraid I bumped into Claire Sweeney. I asked her if she'd miss Les and she said, ah, ah, and ah, ah, off, you big bunch of ah, ah, <laughs> So, there, there we go. Um, yeah, good, goodbye, Les. I hope I meet you on the other side. Uh, see you on the green, as, as they say. That's just beautiful. It's isn't hilarious. That fa- I mean, she's great. She's great. She? Thank you so much, Mel. Thank that, you, Mel. Thank you. Love you. Fabulous. Even though you don't know me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we move on to. Buried or cremated? Cremated in mm. the theatre. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll use the curtains in the Shakespeare theatre. Yes. That the, that the the glass coffin can disappear uh-huh. into the behind, and and there's a. We set fire to the the, the glass coffin. Little you, puff of smoke. Puff of smoke. Up. Yeah. Know. And uh, and a big dead air. My way. Yes. Playing. No family fortunes theme. As I go through, and um and then yeah, we always I always said that I had a tree. In a pot because we we moved a lot lately. I don't know why, but you know, we, <laughs> my kids think we're in witness protection. <laughs> the wife just keeps moving. <laughs> no, no, we we moved from London and we moved up north. And and every time we moved, there was this Acer tree that um, we had. And I kept saying, when we get to the house, we're gonna live in. It's going in the garden. I want that. I want it out of a pot in the garden. Yes. And it got nicked. No. It got nicked from outside the last house. So um, I would love then my kids to buy a new Acer tree and maybe plant it at my mum and dad's grave, mum, dad and Roddy. You know? Oh, that sounds beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful the, thing. The thing that w- it's, people might find our gravestone, family gravestone, a bit chilling because in Liverpool we say, I love the bones of you. Yes. And my dad always said, I love the bones of your kids. Uh-huh. So we put that on the grey stone. We love the bones <laughs> of you, literally. <laughs> so um, so I, I'd be down there. I, I wouldn't be bones. I'd be scattered yes. with them and the acer tree there. So we've got this lovely gravestone already. We yeah. have, I love the bones of you yeah. already written. But would yeah. you like a sort of separate plaque somewhere? A plaque somewhere. That's a nice idea, yeah. You know. yeah. Again, that would be, where would that be? Um, in one of the houses I've lived in. Yes. Well, then quite a few. There'd be quite a few blue yeah. plaques. <laughs> and, and the plaque would probably say, because my catchphrase from Family Fortunes was, uh, if it's up there, I'll give you the money myself. Yes. It would be, if he's up there, I'll give you the money myself. Oh, very that? nice. Yeah. Very good play on words. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. So, now we're going to move on to... The Will and the Wake... So, yeah. now it's the party, isn't it? It's the, the wake. party, yeah. The wake. The wake. What, what, what would you like? Well, we could stay in the Shakespeare, couldn't we? Because it is a theatre club and, yeah. you know, and I want everybody to have a drink. But I may be, there's a, there's a church in Liverpool, St Luke's Church. It's a bombed out church in Liverpool. I know it very well. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful, isn't it? Very and they beautiful. have lots of events there now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'd like the idea that, you know, as the sun's going down with lots of candles, like these beautiful candles here all yeah. around St Luke's, that we go there and we have an outside um, do. A bit of a bit of a party in St Luke's with the, still the bootleg Beatles and yeah. and you know uh, Jerry Marsden tribute band playing along. Oh, but actually, as it's fantasy, I can get them, can't I? Well, you can. Yeah, you know, we could get the lads. We'll get we, the lads. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, get old John back to life. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering if um, because you know because they've done this thing with Abba. 
Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Abba Voyager. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if they that would, would be great, ever do that with the Beatles. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I mean, it'd sort of be weird, but yeah. but people say the Abba Voyager thing is, is fantastic. It's amazing, yeah. I've not heard a single person say, oh, no, I no. don't really dig it. But I um, went to a, a, an audience with Les Dawson where they did that with Les Dawson. It was a bit weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was lovely to see Les again, but it felt a bit spooky. I bet. Yeah, I, bet. I don't it's know whether... Yeah. I mean, it's what they can do nowadays. What they can do, yeah, absolutely. But they could probably bring back Dustin for you, you see. Wow, yeah. Well, you know, if I get to the pearly gates, he's the one I'd like to meet. Oh, yes. If there are any pearly gates, um, then uh, it would be my mum and dad, because I would love them. My my mum had faith. My mum had always... She she had a great voice. She had the chance to... um, There was a guy called Carol Levis Discovers... Um, yeah, and when she was a kid, mm-hmm. she had a chance to go on his talent show, and her mum said, "No, you start work tomorrow in the bobbin to work." And she didn't get that chance. Right. Um, so she always saw in me, and she 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 took me around the clubs. You know, she drove me to all the working men's clubs, and if I wasn't doing well, she'd get up and do um, a couple of numbers. Um, wow. for, for some reason, from some obscure reason, her big party piece was My Yiddish Mama. Oh. She wasn't Jewish at all, yes, but yes. I think she loved the drama of the song and uh-huh. she sang it very well. It was, a, you know, My Yiddish Mama. I love her more than ever now. Uh-huh. So she loved that. Um, so I want to see mum. She, she would, she, I'd get there and she'd say, I knew you would. I knew you'd, be, I knew you'd do well. My dad, whereas he, he was always like, get a proper bloody job, you know. <laughs> yeah. But then saw, when, when my mum died, he saw that I was going somewhere and he used to be my road manager and he'd come round and he loved it. I'd like to be able to tell them how I've done, what, yes. what's happened. They probably know. And I want Dustin there. Yes, You know, Dustin G. And I can still remember his laugh because there was one day, I know you like a fart, don't you? You like a fart? Yes, yeah? very uh, much so. <laughs> well, the, there was one day we were sat in a dressing room in Great Yarmouth and we were sat on this sofa and it was a really old sofa, and um, I farted, and it hit a spring. <laughs> so it went, ah. it went, <laughs> doing. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful! And it was a big doing. Yeah, yeah. And we laughed and laughed and laughed, and then you know when you've laughed too much and you stop, and then you just start <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, and yeah. You laugh, and it kept going. So now, the will, mate. Yeah. So what you got and who's getting it? <laughs> well, if I Google myself and it says Les, Dennett net, Les Dennis net worth, yeah. five million quid, really? I wish, yeah. I wish. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've had a life, I've lived a life and, you know, and three kids. marriages, kids. And you have to spend money. Yeah. So money, yeah. I don't know and and now think. I do a lot of theatre and yes. sometimes for not much money. So, yeah. you know... I've got a nice house and and some I've got some movie posters that I'd like my kids to share between them. Mm. You know, they're they're the things that I value. Yeah. So um, there's my my wife Claire will get it all and then she'll I know what she's like. She's Claire in the community they call her. Oh. <laughs> she's she will look after everybody and yes. make sure that everybody's. Well seen too. What are your movie, what are your favourite movies posters? What are a couple? Oh, I've got I've got a Rear Window poster, oh, which is amazing. Beautiful. I've got Rear Window. I've got Taxi Driver, an amazing Taxi Driver. Uh-huh. And um, my two favourites, I think, are The Apartment. Yes, uh, which I love that film. Mm. I mean, that's a beautiful Billy Wilder film. Yeah, and um, Some Like It Hot, probably one of the best comedies yeah. ever. And there's my pointless trophy and my. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the coveted pointless trophy. Somebody can have that. Oh if yeah, I can find it. <laughs> is, it is that good fun? Pointless. Oh, it's to do. great fun to do. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I went. The, I've been on three times. And the last time I was on with Richard Herring, and we, and we won it, and we won the money, which was great. Oh, and I must just say, um, listener, it. Uh, it's not for me to usually advertise other fucking podcasts, right? <laughs> but here's a freebie for Richard Herring. Your um, podcast with Richard Herring was oh, fabulous. Thank you. Thank and you. so do look it up because um, during this, and he, he does the Leicester Square Theatre, doesn't yeah, he? The Le, the Ruhe Lusterpa, yes. Which is the Richard Herring Leicester Square podcast, I think. Yes, called, yeah. and um, and and it's a great interview. 
and I'm not going to be a big old podcast thief and say, tell us that story that you tell Richard Herring. Uh, uh, look it up, listener. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the great self-deprecating right. stories okay. I've ever heard, and it is just magical. Right. And it does the rounds every now and again does, on Twitter, yeah, doesn't it? Does it does, absolutely, yeah. Because it's a corker, because not only is it a great story, but you tell it brilliantly. Oh, it's, thank you. The timing thank is... You. Perfect. Great. You just don't know what's fucking coming. <laughs> so <laughs> do, you. so do look up uh, Les Dennis on Richard Herring's oh, podcast. Right, so now we're going to have your last words, I think. Famous last words. I love some famous last words, like Stan, Stan Laurel yes. was on his deathbed uh-huh. and he said, I'd rather be skiing. And the nurse, <laughs> the nurse said... I didn't know you skied, Mr. Laurel. He said, I don't, but I'd rather be skiing. <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, that's beautiful. It's great, isn't it? And and Richard Harris's, you know, Richard no, Harris, I on. love this. And I, I asked Jared Harris if it was true. Uh-huh. He lived, uh, at the end of his life, he lived at the Savoy. Right. Um, apparently because the coal hole next door did the best Guinness in <laughs> But he was always in the coal hole. hole yeah, yeah. 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 Well, this pub on the Strand. Well, he, yeah. he lived there in the Savoy and he was stretched out. Um, when people were arriving for dinner mm. um, and checking in, you know, in the foyer, it was packed. Yeah. And as he was being stretched out, he shouted, Don't have the fish! <laughs> Fucking gorgeous! <laughs> Isn't that great? Good on him. <laughs> Amazing. Great. I love that. So my, but I was thinking that my my last words will, pro- will probably be as I'm singing my way, won't yes, they? Yes, yes. So um, I remember that, you know, when Dustin and I did the laughter show, we always ended it with, I'd like to say goodnight to each and every one of you. Goodnight, 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 goodnight. <laughs> so I will be there with my kids and maybe hopefully grandkids by then uh-huh. and great, maybe even great grandkids at that. No, not that, not that age. <laughs> but... Um, uh, so I, I will I will finish my way uh-huh. I get to, and there's that bit where it goes there's a little tune bit and just before he sings and it was yes it was my way I would say uh, good night I'd like to say good night to each and every one of you good night 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 don't get up I'll see myself out oh <laughs> that's very sweet it's sweet isn't it it's yeah. beautiful I used to do that in the act yeah yeah <laughs> don't get up and see myself out <laughs> and then you'll be lying there waiting for death for the yeah, next two yeah, days yeah, going yeah. Oh, I don't want to say anything no. else because <laughs> that's a great yeah. last, last yeah. thing to say what were the reviews like for that death <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you know what? I knew it would be fucking great, but oh. it's been a real delight and, and it's been so fucking great to meet you properly. Yes, absolutely. And, and have a lovely chat with really you. Really lovely with uh, you as well. You know, you've been in our lives for a long time, yeah, Les. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you are, you're like a sort of family member oh, in a way. You, you know nice. what I mean? That's nice. So we, thank you. We thank you very much. And you're going to hang about, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, episode because I'm not, I'm not enough. Actually, no. <laughs> so that's why, that's why we have to pull the guests in. Oh, now. great. Yeah. But Les, thank oh, you. Thank darling. you so much. He's going. Thank you. He's going. Beautiful. He's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My senior producers are Katie Bowden and Charlie Morrell. And my producer is Naya Dio, or as I like to call them, my goddesses. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. The production coordinator is Lily Hambly. Marketing by Emily Webb and Kieran Lancini. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. And the executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs> <laughs>